I don't know if I buy this premise that kids are shitty. Okay. A, a kid let's, can be a shitty let's kid. Let's not start there. Okay. I'm a lover of children. Yeah. I do it for the children. When you when you see a kid who's being a shit, do you think like it's his fault or her fault? No, but I also think that maybe sometimes we confuse overbearingness uh, with with a, a parent who realizes that their kid fucking sucks mm-hmm. and they want to they want to help him out and let him know that what they're doing sucks before it's too late. Because some kids just are actually bad. You know, they're, I don't they're, know. They're not bad. In, I mean, not like they're inherently evil. I exactly. Mean, they, That's what makes it hard. Before you even argue about it, you got to define what, what you mean. That's what makes this hard. I'm not saying that they can't be changed. And I'm not saying that they have an ulterior motive. What I'm saying is there are certain kids who from the time they wake up in the morning piss off every single room they're in. <laughs> and if their parents just let them do it and don't say anything and say, oh, I love you, which... Some parents do, which is probably the kind of parent I will, will be. Yeah, I'm not necessarily saying that. that I'm, what I'm saying is that might not necessarily be the right way to do it. Maybe yeah. these parents who are like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Sometimes yeah. to their kids, <laughs> don't get angry. You know, keep yeah. your emotions aside. But maybe sometimes we say like, "Oh, they should just leave him alone. He's bad because he or she's bad because their parents are always yelling at him." But maybe if they didn't yell at him, they would be even worse. I think if Jenny were in here, she might at this point say kids are like a reflection of their parents but i i do i do hear you on that yeah you you obviously you can't just say everything's roses right you're fine no it's okay that you just punched that kid or you threw a tantrum for the 18th time this week but it's hard because at what point is it the kid's fault like obviously, when they're an infant, it's not their fault. Yeah, There's, I mean, we're all product of our genes. We mm-hmm. don't get to choose our genes. We don't get to choose where we were born, our parents, and all that, our environment. But then, at what age is it start? To, does it start to become your own fault? Yeah. But then, by that time, you you know, you've had all that upbringing. So then, are you just a product of whatever your parents, your environment? And yeah, what I, what I I don't know how to deal I with. I truly it. believe that. Or think about it. What control parents have over the personality of their kids, it's pretty much gone by the time that they get to school and start caring about what kids think. Because kids well, like police fifth, other grade. kids. You know, yeah, you just want to make sure that they are around the kids that know how to be liked and they know how to mm. and they're around the kids that have good parents who also, you know, brought them up well, taught them the couple of things you can do. But the rest of it they just police each other. You know, if you think yeah. about it, if you you were just saying before when we thought we were recording, but we weren't, <laughs> and we, we we had a good conversation. So, Saul is a good man. He comes over, you you, give, you feed him, and he does the dishes. Yeah, and my delts shimmer as I grip the sponge. But that's just that's just a, a total bonus. Yeah, the my delts shimmering in the in the. Kitchen but you kept your shirt on for this one. Yeah. Oh, for this podcast. For the dishes. Oh, I'm not going to keep my shirt on for <laughs> okay. this podcast. <laughs> 
Uh, no, but Saul I just... is slowly remo- removing his shirt. <laughs> but yeah, I really do think that your job is to make sure that they get the basics before they leave and go to school. You know, but after that, it's it's kind of yeah. They're gonna they're not gonna give a shit what you say if you like you were saying before. If you tell them not to smoke, it's gonna want them to smoke more. If you yep. tell them not, if you you know what I mean. If you push too hard, they're just gonna fight back. There is definitely a balance, and there is something to be said for uh, creating a little rebelliousness in your kids. And it's probably cool. You but know? like cure, curated rebellious. You like you 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 kind of direct them in the way you want them to be rebellious. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want them to turn out to like be a serial murderer. But yeah, smoke a cigarette, whatever, fine. Yeah, just understand that you know it sucks, it's bad. <laughs> but which I'm not is, gonna like crucify you if you do it. Yeah, which which is why it's crazy that everyone has a kid when they're 20. 21, 22, maybe not as much anymore, but what the fuck did you know when you were 21, right? Or when you were like 22? 31, I didn't know shit. Yeah, I feel like you don't really get it into, as a dude at least, maybe it's different for women, but as a dude, it Mm. takes your testosterone taking that like early 30s dip before you realize, before you get the cum out of your eyeballs. Mm. You know what I mean? You have... Your entire world blinded by, at least in my not case. Not everyone, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, at least in my case, I was just, you know, I wanted to fucking fight. And I wonder if there's some ball. correlation to like l- lower levels of testosterone in men and intelligence. Well, I mean, there's direct maturity. correlation between men going to prison and, and how much testosterone the average person of that age has. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that study, but I'm I'm buying it. I'm sure I've heard that before. This is why whenever we get in arguments uh, on this podcast, it's very famous and lots of people listen to, um, about uh, capitalism or you know how to deal with or ordering a society. It always comes back to education for me. Yeah. Like, just teach kids slightly better how the world works, how the b- world really works. You know, give them a little history, you know, teach them how to handle their money a little bit because a lot of stress comes from that. Well, Anything one, that causes there's stress. That, there's one that no one does, yeah. right? Right. No one yeah. tells their kids <clears throat> how to save money because they're too busy, like, you know, telling them to like study and shit. But no one ever says like, you know, actually, if you just, well, maybe some parents. But do. if it's, if they do, it's like a, their dad's like a shitty hedge fund manager. Yeah, <laughs> And he's probably a piece of shit yeah. you know, because he cares that much about it. But seriously, like you could probably turn the majority of the middle class. If you told a bunch of like 15 year old kids, Hey, you could even just do it for them. Give them five bucks a day and only put it in this one account. Tell them that they need to understand yeah. how powerful compound interest is. Yeah. You put $5,000 in a Roth IRA no matter what every single month. I don't care how fucking little money you make, do as much as you can in there. Yeah. And you will have at least a, a little nest that you can fall back on if your dreams as a as a rapper mm. don't come true. Yeah. Moment of silence. I think I'm not going to make it as a rapper. You'll get there. <laughs> no, I think I've already made it. I mean, I don't think I've like, I, I I'm not like rich I, from rap, but I'm so happy 
that I chose that. As I wanted a job. to ask you about that. How do yeah. you define like success? Success. I mean, I, I guess it's different depending on what kind of industry you're in. But for artists, that's a hard one. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of artists, like true quote unquote artists, struggle with uh, the uh, success, the financial part of success. I weave in and out between being content and discontent with the quality <clears throat> of my artwork, with the quality of my relationships. You know, when one thing is up, the other is down. You know, when I'm making like the best music, I'm super excited about it, but I feel other areas of my life lacking. Really? The reason that I consider my life as a rapper and as like a just a dude who just kind of like kept music with me from the time I was 14 to now, to, it's been 20 years that I've like called myself a rapper. Mm -hmm. The thing I could, the reason why I consider myself successful despite making less money than the most famous rappers in the world is I think I've kept a cool balance of my friends know they can count on me. My family gets a goddamn phone call almost every day. My girlfriend's happy as shit, and unless she's, you know, pretending. <laughs> um, I'm happy as fuck. I think I make real I've made some really great music. I like yeah, I mean I could get into like personal little accomplishments that I'm mm -hmm. proud of, but at the end of the day, the main that's the main thing is that I feel like I've learned balance in life through music. And there are times when music has become stressful for me and i think maybe those were the times where maybe i was like at the tipping point uh where i was about to become maybe more successfully financially mm -hmm. or maybe you know hit that like you know million song you know i have mm -hmm. like songs that have like a quarter million mm -hmm. on videos like performances of us with like quarter million views or whatever YouTube, and maybe yeah. i've like kind of stopped right before i've gotten to that point but um, see that's the thing like you have to have those numbers in your head you know, like the little milestones and always in the back of your mind, mm -hmm. the money is there, right? Yeah, but, it has now, to be. but now the money's not there for me anymore. I just don't. Well, that's what, that's what I wanted to ask. Like, is it possible to separate it? Like if you had done all that stuff, well, maybe not the accomplishments because it's hard to have the accomplishments without the money. But if you'd made this great music, yeah, you know, you're still the same person, but you didn't make a dime. Can you still call yourself successful? You know, can do you still feel as fulfilled? No, I mean, if I had never made any money off music, then I would not consider myself. Yeah, you know what I mean, I'm saying there's got to be a balance. It'd be awful. I and despite and where me, and where's the line? And despite me consider like, I, 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 there are certain people that think that I've got it, that I've made it. You know, it's only me or people who are like really like involved in the music industry that could probably say, oh, well, his numbers on this aren't big enough or this. Mm. But you know, I've paid bills and shit on and off with music for 20 years, you know? That's I've the metric. Like, can I, you pay a bill? Can you pay your gas bill? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've like, you know, I've, I've gotten like jobs, like acting in commercials that I would not have gotten unless people had seen me on TV rapping, you know? Yeah. I've, I've actually made money off music that's fucking enough for me, man. I, and maybe that's stupid. Maybe I should want more, but I just don't. I, you mean you mean more money or more? More success, more money, lots of shit, man. I don't know. I feel hmm. I can't. I can't say this for five year ago me because I was just as involved in the. God, I gotta make it. You're just hustling. It's about to happen, vibe. But like, I feel yeah. like I'm more content 
with less. Yeah. That's part of getting older, isn't it? Maybe. I guess a lot of people would be afraid. To... Or just different. Maybe it's not less. Maybe you just find value in other places. I don't know. I find value in every place is the, <laughs> is the thing. Is that... That's what I'm saying. More, Yeah, you find it more places that you didn't think of before. I know money is very important. And I, I, got a, I, bro, I got a shitload of money in my pocket right now. I made a lot of money this week. Yeah. You know, I've come from like a, being an artist. Like I had, you know, just got a brand new entertainment visa when coronavirus started, you know? Yeah. My rap group was on TV every fucking, every week. Everything was going great. And then this pandemic hit and I went from thinking I was going to make the most money off music I'd ever made to being the poorest I've been since I was in college, right? <laughs> and I could have like hated it, but I fucking loved it, you know? I loved that the world slowed down for a little while that I started focusing on my delts, mm. my calves, but you, you my teardrops. But you still have the money in your pocket. That's a big part of it. But I still it. got I a little bit of money now. It's hard to divorce that from the happiness. What I'm saying is, it's, that's what I was saying. That's what it's getting back to. Is okay. I, I made money today. Yeah. Officers doing a little hustle. And I loved getting, I loved getting that money. I even started singing a song in my head. I, I, I made a little voice note of it. But I started making the song, as I, and the hook was like, you make voice notes too? Yeah. All, all day. And I the, do that when I wake up in the middle of the night <laughs> when I come up with something. Yeah, I do it all the time. Then you listen back, and you're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. This is the worst thing I've all ever recorded. All of my, my song voice notes just have pee, my pee urine in the background. It's like, man, you don't know. <laughs> and then just hear, people in the background of a bar about so one out of a hundred are decent money yeah. is important i love getting money sometimes i also know the importance of being broke i know that like the greatest like discoveries about myself yes. came from not having everyone should be broke yeah this is this is another thing that comes up a lot like if i was president of the world and i had the magic wand mm. it's like it forced everyone to be broke for like six months a year force everyone to leave their country yeah I know this is this is like autocratic dictator shit. You can't force people to do anything, but Oh, is that why you're sitting on that chair that's so much higher than mine? <laughs> <laughs> Dreams of being a tyrant? Yeah. <laughs> a good tyrant. And for the people who who don't know how much he's already a good head of a head taller than me. He's got himself on the tallest bench I've ever seen. Mikea. And I'm slouched out in a very comfortable by dad couch. It's a great chair. I actually thought this Yeah, was you got the more weird. comfortable chair and I got the higher one. Which what do you want? I you can't have it both ways. This is this is what the title of this podcast has to be. What? It's just something about how you know finding <laughs> the good and bad and yeah. every every seating situation, every career. Anyway, keep going. Uh what oh, you said something that made me think of Yeah. There there's like this I don't know if I should bring it up, but like in since we're on the topic of hip hop and your your career as a, as a rapper. Hip-hop, like one of the defining features of hip-hop is like I got summed up as get money, right? Yeah. Get yours, hustle. And I wonder, like, is that a destructive force or is that a force for good on, on average <laughs> over it's just, time? It's just an honest force. And it's going to change now that more... You know, rap for a long time was the only genre of music where, like, if you became 30, you, like, kind of had to stop. But now <laughs> it's not really. So once older people start rapping. But now older yeah. people are rapping, you yeah. know, because, like, the most successful rappers have 
ended up like last, last in the oh night. that reminds me i gotta play something for you later okay cool it's jay-z's ai uh generated rap oh that sounds really interesting we'll put a pin in that sweet continue um yeah i mean the more the longer that eminem and jay-z and like old rappers continue to sell records i think the more you'll see that people stop rapping about that kind of thing but still the game is controlled and just music as a whole is controlled by young people and rap is a competitive sport for the 20 year olds to the you know late 20 year olds and i think it's dope i love that people compete like that when they are so making So it's music. a form of competition. Yeah. Like how much money i got. I th- yeah. It, but a lot of the time it's just fucking talking shit. They don't have any money yet. Well, I think that's a bit of a problem. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess there's some but, some benefit to the whole fake until you make it if you're going to get out yeah. of the hood. If you're gonna but get no out of other pockets, genre of music do people talk about how much money they have or they're going to have. Well, whatever it is, it speaks to something because it's like probably the most successful form of music yeah, the world's true. ever known. Yeah. So whether it's, whether it's for better or for worse or, or whether it's for good reasons or bad, it, it speaks to people. You know, and I don't, I don't really, uh, oh, that's a lie. Sometimes I like listening to people talk about how much money they have. It just depends on what kind of mood I'm in. You yeah. Know? I don't want that no, to I define that. the genre. And I don't think it does define the genre. But I think that a lot of like old white people always go, why do those, why do those no, black that, yeah, that's why I was afraid about? to bring it up. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not saying you do that. You're a lover yeah. of music and hip hop. And it, I'm, but a lot of like, yeah. a lot of that narrative comes from like, you know, people on Fox News being like, why do these young black men have to talk about how yeah. much money? You know what I mean? And that's just stemmed in systematic is, racism. Okay, so, but, so let's say you have like, maybe it's not an old white dude. Maybe yeah. it's an old black guy who thinks it's it's kind of destructive to young people. Yeah. I mean, does he have a point? You know? I think that- uh, If kids grow up and their only role models are dudes and videos talking about how many Rolexes they have- and thinking like that, if I don't have that, then I failed. Maybe. Right? Oh, if you think that, then that's. Well, young kids are stupid. Sucks. They don't, you know, it's like. That's how When those are your that. only role models, I can buy that. There, are, Well, there are some other role models. I'm not, I'm not about to ban rap. I'm just. Well, a know. kid, I mean, a kid in like in the, pro, in the projects or a kid in a bad situation might have a lot of other kinds of role models. You yeah. know what I mean? It might be better to have a bunch of like rappers that are talking about, yo, you could get this yeah if you stop doing these bad things in your neighborhood that might be a positive thing it just feels like yeah the the rap has always trended towards when you when you don't have a good line just just like throw out a line about how dope you are and how much money you have and i mean there's so many different kinds of rap though right that's true yeah it's just the thing that the thing that people like the most or that the radio pushes does yeah and the lines you remember I think that's if you want to blame somebody, we can blame the system. We can blame the <laughs> the radios. We can blame I get Clearwater and all that shit. But I because there are plenty of young Clearwater. Rappers. I'm from Clearwater. Yeah. Oh yeah. Isn't that the company that run, controls? The oh, you radio? mean Clear Channel? Clear Channel. Sorry. Oh yeah. I've been rapping in Korea for twelve yeah. years. I forgot what else I was supposed to say. Um, yeah, that's a tough one. I would. Um, I don't know how to think about it because I I do love hip hop a lot. I mean it's not it's not my favorite genre, but it's definitely something I love. And I don't want to want to spend one second criticizing it, but I just like to bring up that kind of 
yeah. qu- that kind of question. So it's a conversation we had. I think that it's like, and and you think it's gonna go a different direction over time, as mm, as rappers age. Not necessarily. I think it already has gone. I mean, it's going in a million different directions already. It's well, just, yeah, we're like, but we're like fifty years out from the beginning of rap. Yeah. You could even argue like sixty years. So, well, I mean, I saw a motherfucker wearing Jenkos yesterday. <laughs> you know, so if that says anything about how the tide can turn back yeah. and return to where it was 20 years ago, maybe, maybe like Black Star, Most Def, Talib and Kali rap will become the trendy shit again. But I don't know. Yeah. It seems like the whole, the world as a whole is just obsessed with instant gratis, um, gratification, instant satisfaction. And it's just sort of like it speaks to the times, you know? The fact, it, because you have to remember, the majority of the world is the people that write comments on YouTube. You know what I mean? The majority of the world kind of sucks. I don't want to say this. You know suck. what I heard recently? They don't like, have a high taste for, they don't want to think too deeply about their music. Or is it just those are the loudest people? Same with Twitter. You know, like, you know, 80% of the world doesn't ever tweet. But because yeah, the people who do are so fucking loud and controversial. Yeah. We, we start to think like, oh, th- this is the real world now. I always think about that, that you know, maybe if just people didn't care about being canceled, it would just be over for them. They wouldn't have to worry about it anymore. Because not that many people who are on Twitter and stuff, that's not, doesn't make up a huge portion of the world, right? So if 10% of Twitter tries to cancel you, and that only makes up like 0.005% of the world. Exactly. You can just carry on as you, like per usual and maybe end up being okay. You can only get canceled if you do something really fucked up. Well, as long as them. where you're getting your money from doesn't, yeah, doesn't rely doesn't on all those people. Yeah. Or some big corporation that can just be like, sorry. But what I'm saying is maybe your sponsors might not even know if you didn't come out and make an apology. Like if you really didn't do something wrong and you're trying to get canceled... Don't come out and be like, I will stand for this. I did not do this. I don't know what mm-hmm. que- what Queef Trumpet 74876 <laughs> asterisk said about me. I don't know where they heard that about me, but it's not true. And all you're doing is giving them a voice when you probably have a bigger platform than Queef Trumpet. Yeah. That's a good new username. Queef Trumpet. See if that's taken. <laughs> You got a really nice voice for podcasts. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That yeah. Balances out. I only my recently Steve-O. started tweeting and getting on the YouTubes. That's yeah, I don't know how to feel about Twitter and YouTube and YouTube comments and that whole universe of people. Cause now it's just like a whole generation who's grown up where they just live on the, in the YouTube comments and Twitch and Twitter and Instagram. And like, are we ever gonna be able to divorce ourselves and separate ourselves from this? Or is this just the new reality? Like, you know, is this our new life? <laughs> is this our new society? Or are we gonna have a, a huge awakening and everyone's like, what the fuck? And we all wake up and we all cancel Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Did you see the other day when they just like stopped doing likes on Instagram? Uh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, I went on Instagram the other day. Is it a like or a heart or? No, and it just said like, under everyone's picture, it just said like, Dave likes this or Steve likes this. It used to or now? 
No, it did it for like a day. It was like they were experimenting getting rid of showing how many likes a particular picture or video gets. Interesting. And it's because so many kids are like murking yeah. themselves because they're yeah. not it's like happy a drug. How many likes they get. Yeah. It's just it's just part of the game, part of the algorithm. The only time I let it really get me down is I'm like, yo, is the algorithm like so good that it actually knows that this song I made is shitty or that this music video I made is poorly edited? You know what I mean? That is the only thing that ever gets me down. I don't think so. No way. Like, is everyone lying to me when they say that they liked some shit? You know what I mean? Did you ever uh, finish that music video you were talking about recently? I've, yeah, I finished two. I have two music videos done for my solo album, but I have the main single that my label likes the most and that I like the most as the lead single. Which is coming out. I don't know. I have to make the video for that song. Nice. I've actually never been so torn as an artist about something like this. I literally like woke up on Sunday. I've, I've tried to brainstorm and write down a treatment for this music video maybe 10 different times. Last Sunday, woke up and said, I'm not leaving my house until I have the idea and concept written mm-hmm. out for this music video. And I literally paced around my house from 11 Oof. to 3 and got nothing. And just. I feel like this is a good in. time, yeah, to plug the value of drugs. True that. For creativity. Maybe I should. I'm going to America. Don't do drugs, but unless, drugs are great. Unless you want to be something. Yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> so, so you you have a, like a finished album. Yeah, it's called Blue. How does album. it compare to Part Time Cook stuff? It's way different. It's very like like you were talking about earlier how people kind of rap about how much they got mm. and all that stuff. It's I kind of used to rap about that too. I didn't rap about like being rich or anything, but I used to rap a lot about how I could rap real well. Yeah. And how I've, you know, m- yeah. make a living off of rap. Blah, yeah. blah. Um, but this Cause is Because it's just, fun. Yeah. But this is more about, more like who I really am these days and I'm just a lot more laid back and- Yeah, more introspective. Chill, introspective. A lot of the songs are just about how crazy I am about my girlfriend. The very first song- <laughs> Is just about how we met and me asking her on our first date. And it kind of like spans 12 tracks to the last track being about how um, I can find beauty in in anything, any hardship, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's why the album's called Blue. Because it's, you know, when people hear the word blue, people say, I feel blue. It means that you're sad. And for me, I think of blue as... Of course, sad, but a lot of the album talks about a time in my life where I was actually feeling like, damn, I'm actually depressed for the first time. And how that particular time where, where I was very blue was, in mm-hmm. fact, maybe the most valuable time of my entire life. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, one thing I really care about is being able to be there for my friends when they're down. I've always cared about that. I always like, I, I like being the guy who've, my friends, if they're sad, they hit me up and say, let's talk. And I didn't realize until after I wanted to blow my brains out a couple of years ago <laughs> <laughs> when I was really depressed um, that I 
needed to actually be sad myself yeah. so that I could give the proper advice, actually like be empathetic when people wanted to talk to me about some, something that was going on in their lives, you know, something that was going on in their life, you know. You, you sure you were always that way? Or is o- something always that way. Where you, you know, you wanted to be there for the people that were feeling down. Well, my really close friends, I I feel like I keep some people at like at a distance because I want to be able to like give as much as I can to the friends that I have that need it. But yeah, I I love being the guy that like my friends when they're sad they want to get drunk with and talk about. Yeah, it, you know, I I wish I was better about that. I wish I could be closer to that guy, and uh, I want to learn how to be better at that. Are you not a good listener? No, I I don't know. I feel like I'm a good listener when I, when I'm in the moment, you know, like when someone brings something up, I'm not going to run for the door mm-hmm. when it's heavy stuff. But um I wish I was better about, you know, just like, you know, calling someone up when they when I feel like I notice something or just uh recognizing when when someone's down and like being the first to say something instead of waiting for them to mm-hmm. bring it up or to open up about it. Because it's hard. It's 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 scary. Even ma- though it's not you who's the one who's who's depressed. The ma- the most important thing you can do though, Jeff, is to be available, and you seem yes. very available. I am available, but it it, it you got to put in a little bit of work, I think, to make sure your friends know that you're available. Mm. Well, you also have some just dis- like Keith, for example. Keith, when you, I think he'll get really he'll get deep and emotional with you, but he doesn't seem like he wants to. Yeah, I'm, maybe. We'd have to ask him. Um, I know he's he's been depressed lately because of his eye situation. He, he has like a fucked up eye and he can't really see out of it. See, he didn't. Which I didn't, sucks. I didn't, I didn't know anything. All but, I knew is that he went to go get his eye looked at. He didn't want to talk to me about it. But how do you, I mean, that's a difficult one because it's like, yeah, your eye's fucked up and you can't do anything about it. All I can say is. What's wrong with his eye? He's got cataracts. Uh, no, he that just suddenly cataracts. suddenly his. I'm pretty sure his eye, his retina got detached, and this is apparently it's a common thing because his eyes are so beautiful blue. Some kid yeah. thought it, mistook it for a swimming pool and <laughs> took a dive. Oh, he's got. Eyes. He's still got the one eye. One's good enough. One's You'd good. be surprised. But what if the other one pops out? Then he's fucked. <laughs> but it, I mean, he can see with it, but it's blurry and it's wavy, and now he's got a contact, but. He's he's basically given up. He's like, I, I'm. This is my new life now. And I I said, nah, I don't know. Maybe go see another doctor. You know, maybe um, there's some device that someone has invented that you didn't know about, or maybe just give it time. I don't know. But uh, I, yeah, that's I bet tough. there's something. I bet there's some kind of medicine, right? Yeah. I don't know. That sucks though. I feel him losing eyesight or anything that fucks around with your eyesight. That's scary. That's scary. Same with hearing, you know, especially for someone like me who makes who makes their living from using my ears. Um, yeah, but haven't you kind of been preparing for the day you lost your hearing since you were like a kid? And like <laughs> no, your, and not your, at all. And your grandpa was like, "Turn down that music, or else you're gonna you're gonna lose your hearing." I've been kind of being prepared to be deaf by the time I was so? like fifty. Anyway. I think that's something we figured it. Out. Technology is kind of figured out, or just modern sensibilities. You think the shit is easier on our ears these days? I think we're just more aware of it. You know, my grandpa had like, 
what do you call those, artillery shells going off in his ear. And my dad was, you know, he, he didn't give a shit. He would go to concerts or he would be around loud music and you didn't think, it's like smoking. You didn't think about it. it was, but now it was, it, we're, we're thinking about it. So, you know, I, maybe I'll put in earplugs. You know what I'm it was? aware of it. It was the man. It was the fucking man trying to the man? trying to kill rock and roll. But oh, it was really yeah, just war. Man. It was artillery <laughs> that was making all these people go deaf. It was yeah. having explosions in their ears and the Vietnam War. And they blamed it on fucking rock and roll. Yeah. Jeff, yeah. goddamn it, our ears are Rock and roll and blue fine. jeans. I can hear your beautiful voice loud and clear right now. Can you imagine like just being in a war and having artillery shells just blasting off for hours and hours, days and days and days like it's just it's just like the most awful thing i can possibly imagine being in the middle of a city like being in the middle of rome knowing that i have nowhere to go and i know that an army is just going to blast bombs at me for like a week and there's nothing you can do and that's your life now so g- good luck bro uh, yeah it's so crazy and we don't we 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 can't even possibly imagine this like that's gone. Okay, here's a good exa- here's That's a good so argument. far away from our our experience. Here's a good example, uh, a good argument then for um, nurture over nature, right? Those people are us. Yeah, they're same. The exact same people. They're yeah. just us. Yeah, that was like just the other day. They just they just they lost the lottery of life of being born in the wrong year. So when I when I was like trying to say earlier, like you know, kids, parents should just kind of like let the the world's gonna decide how they are after a certain age. That's why I was saying it is the world is what's gonna eat you up and spit you out. You know what I mean? All you can really do for your kids is love them and try make sure that they know the basics, and then you send them out, and the world's gonna dictate who they become. You want to make sure they're around the right people. That's what you have control over. Where you put them, you know. Yeah. This but is even, why I feel like a, a, a cool uncle comes in handy, mm. like a smart, cool uncle. So you don't have to do the, the disciplining. How sick. Were, yeah, I, if I can't have babies for whatever reason, I'm going to really, I'm going to try to be the coolest uncle ever. I know everyone says, I'm a cool uncle, but I'm going to like <laughs> try to fucking look up, listen to podcasts about uncleism. <laughs> listen to, like, do some reading about how you can be a great second adult in a kid's life. And, yeah. I need to start writing down things I'm going to say to ne- to the nephews. I do have actually have I have two nephews. Do you you have two already? Yeah. They're young. They're just starting to get to the age where you could like sit them down on your knee and go, "All right, have son." Have a beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and go, "Here's a goddamn cold one." <laughs> what are you going to say? What are you going to I don't say know what them? I'm going to say. That's what I'm afraid of. I'm like I have power, right? Yeah. Suddenly I have power over this child's life or I, I, I might have power one day. This kid's going to sit on my lap one day and I'm going to have to like come up with something. I'm like, What am I going to say? I don't know. You should, you should first of all. Th- be thankful you, you know weren't you th- born in 1848. There, get out of here. You know what the first Just thing you should life. say to him is? Only kiss girls that want to be kissed <laughs> and check twice. Yeah. Really, I, that's one thing. Double check on that. The greatest parents. Maybe of just boys, double check everything in life. That's the greatest, sweetest, best people. Just never assumed that they might need to tell a boy like, "Yo, your dick is going to really try to make you do dumbass shit all mm. the time." 
like the sweetest parents don't go, hey, make sure that the girl wants it. You know, they just assume that you know it. But can you just say it right out like that? Like, don't you have to kind of find a way? You to gotta find a way. I'm worm saying, it, it into might their not, brain. It, it might not be comfortable. Like whisper it when they're sleeping. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying it's not going to be comfortable. It's going to be a thing. Right? But I think That's that hard. you have to talk to your boys. Everyone's always talking about like tell girls what to wear and all shit. Fuck that. Tell your boy that he needs to be doubly sure that a girl is also interested in kissing him back. You know what I mean? Tell make the boys better. You know? Because I, I and it starts with when they're young. Yeah. Which is hard. Which is when it's the hardest. You know, for like boys to control. Them, themselves and shit, and I'm I'm not, I'm not giving any, you know, I don't think it's any kid boy that does that deserves no, um, sympathy. I'm just saying like, it it should be your job as a parent if you have the sex talk to have the consent talk too. <laughs> That's right? true. Yeah. Um, I agree. I was gonna fully I, agree, fully I, support. I was gonna ask you. I, I wanted to put a voice note in my phone, but I don't know where my phone went. Because we were talking about making voice notes. Can you just, just do it now? Yeah. I mean, we're recording. I'm going to make a... I probably will never actually do stand-up, but I do think about... <laughs> I do think about how I want to do stand-up all the time, so if you don't mind, one second. Living in Korea for this long has really made me hate the whites. I think that <laughs> Korean people got it figured out, and sometimes I want to tell the white families on the... Subway to tell their children to shut the fuck up. Okay, that's the first voice note. I don't want to actually say it like that. I want to think of like a Jeff. Wait, what's the premise of that? So it's just going to be about how I'm like racist against white people, even though I'm white <laughs> uh, after living here for so long. And then the other one is whenever a cab driver is like having a difficult time figuring out how to use navigation on their phone. You're the fucking professional. Why Why is that still difficult for someone who's a taxi driver, you know? What age is he? I mean, that's probably a big factor. How yeah, old is this taxi driver? I'm not being sensitive. You're right. <laughs> I'm being an ageist. But anyway, I think it could be funny to pretend like I'm really angry about that and go on a rant about it. But mostly just about the whites. I want to pretend like, you know, I want to be a... a a white guy who thinks he's Korean who hates other white people. Kind of like, you know, Clayton Bigsby, <laughs> you know? Like he ah, hates, I got he hates it. his own kind kind of thing. Except Ooh, for my, that's a tough one. That's a, yeah. But I mean, I'm white. I'm allowed to be racist against whites. No, no, yeah, you're right. Anyone's I'm just saying that's a, that's a fine comedic line to walk because it can get pretty cringy pretty fast. Yeah. Well, I'm As gonna, evidenced by some YouTubers I've seen who've tried that. Who? I don't remember their names. You can pretty much guarantee success talking shit about white people these days, no? Yeah. I mean, we we deserve- That's a whole be, nother conversation. We deserve to be the butt of the joke for a while, don't you, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a lot of the a lot of the current like zeitgeist in, in culture right now is about that. I mean, I don't think you should take it too far, but- Exactly, but- but How do you know when it's gone too far? Well, we're about to find yet. out real soon. Yeah? I have a feeling we're about to find out. Why? In you, our lifetime, for sure. Why? Because you think there's going to be like a civil war where all the Trump supporters... Maybe, maybe it's back. that, but not just Trump supporters. Just, I mean, I mean, I am someone who understands 
I, I don't know if I agree with it, but I understand the point by some intellectuals in the black community, not from, I'm not saying white people, I'm saying from the black community, there is this argument. Oh, you think that's a little bit racist? What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are cer- there's a certain subset of black intellectuals who make this argument that uh, they call it uh, the religion of anti-racism. They call anti-racism like the new religion of of America and, and and spreading around the world, and some might even like some of the more extreme guys might even call it like a cult of anti-racism, where you just mm-hmm. pu- push so hard everything you have to find racism everywhere all the time and root it out and make sure no one says anything offensive, and it's not just racism; it's just anything, right? Anything offensive to any uh, groups of people who are kind of traditionally have been on the lower rungs of society. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that is that is starting to become like a cult, like a religion. Like you just, if you say anything that's against the doctrine, you know, this is a cancel culture thing. I don't know if I buy the cancel culture thing so much. Are people really getting fired as much as we think they are? But I do, I do recognize it as a valid thing to bring up. I don't know if we've gotten to the point where it's gone too far, um, here's, here's my only problem with even discussing if it's gone too far, even though I do think that in some cases it has, yeah, it's people a, with really powerful platforms, people with really powerful platforms have spent more white people with really powerful platforms have spent more time complaining about how they don't like people complaining about racism mm-hmm. than they ever spent complaining about racism itself. Mm. And that's the problem. And that is the exact reason why, in order for yeah, this yeah. In, for this anti-racist movement to be heard at all, mm-hmm. it has to be absolutely over the top and extreme. Yeah. And that's the reason why, even though I do think some people who are not racist are getting yeah, unfairly they get caught up racist, in it. Yeah, for sure. Too fucking bad. Yeah. Be careful, motherfucker. Yeah, it's that's a lot a, worse. That's exactly the argument. Yeah. 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 Okay. Sorry. Yeah, you know, it's like sorry, bruh, and you know, it's just it's just part of the way it's got to be for real change. To okay, so you're saying anything. that we all have to kind of tiptoe around a little bit better, just be more careful. But then, at what point? Kind of like every other person whose skin, yeah, was not yeah. like ours did for fucking ever. So just well, be maybe careful. not them personally, but or definitely their ancestors. That's the other thing too. Sometimes when white people are just being told, "Hey, this hurt," this, like you probably shouldn't do this. We get all fucking, uh, hey, what do you mean? I'm not racist. I'm yeah. just go crazy about it. Yeah. When it, all they're saying is, hey, like this is something that has caused me and my people that look like me trouble my whole life. Do you mind th- rethinking it? Well, there are a few things I, I would say about that. Yes, if people are saying it that way, like you just phrased it, you know, I'm all, yeah. Oh, because we need them to say it the way it doesn't hurt our no, little No, no, but we all need to be better <laughs> about having conversations. I would say just in general. They don't want to have, they tried, <laughs> bro. The way that black people, let's take black people for 30 example. years, yes, in different generations. Let's use black people as an example. Yeah. How gracefully have black people handled this whole white people thing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I sometimes, as a white dude, like, get real mad and shit. I'm like, I'm never fucking going back to America. I hate America. And my black friends are like, hey, man, don't say that. Mm. Like, how gracefully have they handled the whole thing? They built the thing, got no fucking credit for it, yeah. and they still 
believe in it. Maybe that's why they believe in it. You know what I mean? Because like they know deep down like what it can be. They built it. They take some pride. I I think white people are just a fucking mess. I in, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I shouldn't I shouldn't have just ended that by saying white people are a mess. <laughs> but really, like some if, white people. If white some, people, the shitty ones. If, but even the shitty ones. If the role was reversed and white people were the way that we are now, we would be fucking not. I mean that. Yeah, that's impossible. Yeah, because it would just be that that universe doesn't exist. But the other thing I wanted to say is like this this whole fight is a yes it's about skin color but i think it's deeper than that now and it's more about class and your status right in society and <clears throat> i i understand the tactic right you just got to be loud and just make people make yourself heard right the reason we're even talking about this now is because of george floyd and flando castile and all those people who just you know those high profile loud you know uh news stories killings fucked up shit mm -hmm. that's what and rioting like that's what people that's what gets people talking about it. and it sucks um but then it it's like gets the ball rolling and then like you got people who are like you know in detroit who are down on their luck who ain't got they have no prospects in life no job they're addicted to drugs like you know, their life fucking sucks. And, but they happen to be white. Yeah. And they, all they hear on the TV is, you know, people yelling about how they're racist all the time. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I understand the purpose of the movement, right? And the violence and the stuff that looks bad and how it's, how it's productive. But I wonder if, uh, if we would get faster progress, if we would get, closer to the goal faster if we all just got together and we're like let's just focus on stuff that like let's let's focus on things that really really help the lower class move up what whatever their skin color is like you know ending the war on drugs and making sure we don't have half our population in jail and dealing with mental illness like seriously, like all that stuff. I wish it was like that, right? But no one listened when when people tried to do it peacefully, right? But I I just hope that it doesn't like this. This feels like it could be one of those situations where we're gonna get temporary progress, and then the pendulum's gonna swing way the fuck back the other way, yeah, real quick. And it's and I just I hope it doesn't end like that. You know, I, I hope so too. You and I can sit here and talk about it, uh, you know rationally and have a conversation yeah um and i'm painfully aware now that there are no black people in this room and we're sitting here talking about the black movement and the and black lives matter but yeah well i mean i think it's, it's important for we should talk about yes i shouldn't feel that way we should just be able to have conversations about anything anytime as long as we're not being assholes uh, i think i'd like to just end by saying my position is let's have less assholes in the world Let's focus on that. Yeah. And maybe we'll get all get better in the long run. But yeah, that's that's such a tough subject and uh it comes up a lot and I I, I don't know how to deal with it. And I'm glad that I'm not someone that has to comment it on like as as part of my job. Yeah, you know, I think about that all the time. I was just thinking about just now, I never get into this kind of stuff on my on my other podcast, <laughs> Nonsensible. 
we never really talk about anything like this. And I yeah, because it's heavy, and it, you can step in shit really fast. Yeah, we. I used to only talk about stuff like this in my music, in my like uh, bar talk. Mm-hmm. All I ever used to talk about was this kind of stuff because I kind of felt like it was my responsibility as like a dude with, you know, as a white dude to do it. It was a white dude who cares and loves and has a lot of black friends whom I feel like have been unfairly treated. I kind of used to feel like it was my job to talk to other white people about how they're fucking <laughs> up. And now, You've been doing it for a long time. And now I kind of feel like it's more my job to just... I don't know, man. I don't know what my job is supposed to be. I don't... I feel like more I want to listen than I want to like t- teach or like talk yeah. to anyone about it. You know, I'd rather yeah, just be I, there for my yeah, for my black for friends sure. when something bad, when like a you know like a Eric Garner or a, you know George Floyd kind of thing, terrible thing like that happens. If my black friends want to talk about it, I want to be there. If my black friends don't, which these days I kind of feel like they don't because it's like that kind of shit happens all the time. Then we don't have to. You know, I'm. Yeah, I wonder too if like, you know, it's starting to become uncomfortable for everyone, just yeah. in general, because we, I don't know. The toughest these types of subjects, where there's a lot of gray area, are the hardest ones to have conversations about, even between your best friends. And it's so dumb too, right? Because at the end of the day, we're just all people, and we've created this mess. Yeah, this huge mess. But I feel like I wasn't given the tools to have these conversations as a kid, which is something I'm I'm angry about. Which is one of the good reasons why we're talking about it now. Yeah, but it feels late. It feels really fucking late to the party to be 35 years old and just now learning how to talk about the heavy subjects in life. The most important subjects in life, you know, like, you know, uh, free will and what's what's the meaning of life and, you know. It is late. But class it's... struggle and But better late love. than ever. Right. All that stuff. Death. Love? You didn't never talk about love when you were young? Not the real kind of love. What's real love? Not I'm not talking about Disney love. I'm talking what are you about talking about? That Uncle Phil Ug- love? <laughs> Aunt Viv, Uncle the Phil tough love. love. Did you know that they changed the actress for Aunt Vivian like halfway through the series? Talking about right? You gotta know the difference between Aunt Viv number one and Aunt Viv number two? Uh I think I. I You've think been talking I, about race here, and you're a white dude. I think it's more than just I smoked too much weed in college, and I just never didn't noticed. notice. Yeah, they're they're different. <laughs> yeah, different women. One of them's dark skin. One of them's light skin. Bro, if or maybe see, I just wasn't that big of a fan of Fresh Prince. As oh, I thought I was. That's where you really fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't like Fresh Prince. No, no. I. I, I mean, obviously, I watched Fresh Prince. Come on. That was a. Sh- was he not the even though even though his character was supposed to be a little bit like quirky and like I always thought he was so cool, Will Smith. Yeah, in that show, his character. I mean, I yeah, mean, he's, he's a good actor in that show. Yeah, and just like the way he his dressed, first role. Yeah, I feel like he really went downhill from there. Will Smith. Really? <laughs> Should have well, just stopped while he was. Ahead. You think? <laughs> I, I think he's fucking sick. No, no. He, yeah, he's. I don't think he started to go to go downhill until uh, he started making movies with his son, his his teenage son. Yeah, I even think Pursuit of Happiness was good. His son's a dope rapper too. Is he? Yeah, you really? never listen to Jaden Smith record. 
No. The only thing I know about Jaden Smith is the eyebrows. He's got some fucking hate, bro. Jaden Smith. Swear to God, bro. Like good music. What is Jaden Smith rapping about? Other than how rich he is. He raps about how he has a Tesla a lot. Oh, no. But he doesn't say like, oh, I got a Tesla. He says, he just talks about- Oh, I got a Tesla, baby, gonna test ya. (laughs) (laughs) So bad. And- you, man, his music videos are dope. He's got like really cool art direction. He's got really good beats. He can rap his ass off. He's got great ad libs. What do you want from Jaden? He's is it is it talent, or was he so given every possible tool in the toolbox? Insanely talented. What is talent though? He can sing. He can rap. He has good. Like, could this kid not have been a good rapper? Given. Everything he had on his plate. Sure, if he sucked, he probably still would have made it. But he... No, I'm not saying make it. I'm just saying like... I mean, he's been... Music has been around his family since the day he was born. Ah, yeah. Right? As long as he can talk. Another argument for nurture over nature. Yeah. I don't see how he could be a, a bad rapper. As long as you understand rhythm, just the basics of rhythm, and you can talk. Because everyone can dance and sing. If they if they really wanted to learn, right? No, I don't. So he was basically learning how to rap from the day he was born. There's some people that don't know how to. They, I don't think they dance. Man, maybe dancing, but definitely singing. Anybody can sing. You think that? Oh yeah, for T- sure. Well, teach me then, bro. I'm trying to learn. You could definitely sing. I try, man. Anyone I, can sing. You know, I can maybe s- not tippity top. You know, talent, but I can sing my can ass sing. off quietly. And that's the kind of the problem I'm yeah. having in the studio. I'm singing all the time. You can, if you can have a conversation with me right now, you 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 understand melody, right? Mm-hmm. So then you can sing. I mean, I, I understand training. melody, and I can like hum and tell people do this in a studio, and they'll be like, "Oh, that's a crazy idea," because I've been around music my whole life, but I can't actually like make yeah. my voice stay in the particular that particular note. Yeah. In a as, as, in a controlled manner, the way that I would like. I mean, obviously, some people are can get there easier and louder. Yeah, but with the training, absolutely, you could. For sure, just get a vocal coach. You'll be there in six months or I don't know. I already practice like every day. I practice singing. Yeah, but that what you're describing that 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 challenge of like holding a note or like nailing a run or whatever. That's just, yeah, that's just practice. For real. Sure. Yeah. Yo, yeah. the other, yeah. You got, you show me something? Oh, are you ready for this? What is it? The Jay-Z thing? I have something keyed up that I found and I thought was interesting. What is it? I don't know why Shakespeare's on the, oh, it is. It's, this is, this is Jay-Z rapping Shakespeare, to be or not to be, from uh, Hamlet. And how did they make this? I have no idea. I'm going to Google that immediately. Did Jay-Z actually make it or they just took his voice? Um, 
I thought I'll you let said you it was, be the judge. I thought you said it was like a robot or something. That is the question. Whether it's now in the mind to suffer the slings and that rose of a tree just fortune. Or to take arms against the sea of troubles and by opposing and them to die, to sleep no more. And by sleep to say we in the herd of kin that does the natural shock the flesh is said to. Tis the consummation that would lead to be wished to die, to sleep, sleep, purchase the dream. And he is the rub put in that sleep of death what dreams may come when we have. Shuffle off this mortal coral. That's that is a completely AI generated Jay-Z. Pretty good, right? Whoa. Yeah. Scary. How would you feel about an AI generated? It's all good. I mean. You just write lyrics. <laughs> just pump them out. I don't know. I've actually, I have this conversation with people a lot. If we can do that in 2021. What's it going to be like later? Yeah. Mm. Oh man, this could get into, I, I've gotten into this conversation so many times. But I just Deepfakes? don't see for a long time AI being able to gauge the temperature and the zeitgeist of the times well enough to make music that could actually yeah good music timeless music that actually spoke I think I'm with you to the people but could it write a hit yeah easy it might not be art you know it might not be stuff that oh, lasts a while hits. last year isn't what the, the fuck say probably <laughs> fucking like yeah. AI last year Wet ass pussy was a number one hit. What does that say about our society? Well, we Saul. do like pussy, and it's better when it's wet. I agree. <laughs> so it's it's really just a, like a PSA, you know. <laughs> that song fucking knocks, bro. Okay, so here's it's a, a great song. Yeah. I'm just saying, yeah, I'm asking, like, is it should it should it be a number one hit in your mind? Yeah. Is it okay oh, if oh, your yeah. society's number one hit is wet ass pussy? Okay, so there's a good example. Are you going the of, right direction or the wrong direction? Yeah, I mean that, that maybe the wrong one, but it is cool that. Um, yeah, it's that, a fucking banger you know, though. That it sounded so good. Yeah. And one of the reasons why I think that song hit so big is because that that sample in the background and how it was kind of like this mix of like. Chopped and screwed, kind of like like the low voice in the background, and they they're actually rapping in it. Yeah, I think they sound like. Bro, I got in big trouble for saying that. I in a car one day, I compared Nicki Minaj to some other really like famous female women rappers mm -hmm. from back in the day, and I was like, "Yo, Nicki can outrap a lot of them. She can fucking rap, man. Nicki Minaj can really rap." Yeah, I mean, what is good rap, though? I mean, yeah. it's totally subjective. I don't think Nicki Minaj just gets by off of saying... Uh, off of Not at all. No, saying yeah. just sh shit for the shock value. She can actually, like, put really clever bars together, and she's got cool delivery. She's sick. Yeah, she you, you couldn't get away with just saying provocative shit. You yeah. have to have flow. You have to understand... Like song structure and and rhythm and all that stuff. That's a result of her being like discovered by Wayne too. Lil Wayne was at for a time. Lil Wayne discovered Cardi. Yeah, B. Huh, not Cardi B. Nicki Minaj. 
Oh, sorry. Oh, I shit. thought we were talking about Cardi B. Oh, fuck. Wait, what ass pussy is a Cardi B song? Is it? Cardi B. Oh, no. Did I just... Wait, is it Nicki Minaj? I think it's Cardi B. It's definitely Cardi it B. Is. It could be Nicki Minaj, to be fair, though. They're both good rappers. No, no, yeah. It is Cardi B. But oh no! But no, I knew they we were live ta- in the same universe. I knew we were talking. Yeah, about you Cardi brought B. it up. I was yeah. just bringing up Nicki yeah. Minaj because I was saying that she was a sick rapper, and to be she fair, also talks about that kind of stuff. They're pretty interchangeable sometimes. Yeah, I just yeah talking about fucking and I, more power too. Yeah, I like women taking control of their sexuality. Justin Bieber, great. Over, under on Justin Bieber. Overrated, underrated. <laughs> Properly. I, really? Uh, oh, you think he's overrated, right? I love, I think he's, for what, what, what do we want out of Bieber? We want a pop star. He's, <laughs> okay, his music is way better than it should be. Based on how fucking crazy his life has been up to this point, he could just put out any fucking terrible bullshit and his last two singles <laughs> that he's put out have been so good. Oh, I so love... you're grading on a curve. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. Definitely. I, All right. I don't think, if, if life was completely fair, I don't think he would be like the number one artist every time he dropped, of course. Yeah. But as far as like what all the, whatever he's been through up to this point, being a child star and shit, he should just be making trash. Yeah. And he's making, I love Peaches, bro. I think that song is so good. Do, and and I, I know I mentioned this before. Truth in art. Uh, well, how do you, how valuable is it? Does it matter that he probably doesn't get his peaches in Georgia? Sure he's had a Georgia peach. You know? He's probably had a Georgia peach. Where is he from? He's Canadian, isn't he? Yeah, so I'm sure. He probably gets his expensive. weed from Va- Vancouver. Uh, a lot of people get their weed in California, Jeff. And the other thing that slightly <laughs> bothers me about him is like he's he's super religious. And I also one of his recent uh, NPR Tiny Desk performances, he's like playing oh yeah you that song, this. and he's just playing the chords on the keyboard, and his boy in the background is his like ripping a solo. Shredding. No, on the on the synth, and they're just not even no, they don't even have a camera on him, nowhere near him, nothing to cut to, and we just get Justin. Can blame playing like slow chords. Can't blame Biebs for that. We gotta but in my society, in my head, he was he talked to like the producer. He's like, just keep the camera on me uh, while I'm doing the solo. Yeah, and people think I'm doing the solo. <laughs> yeah, but Justin, your fingers aren't moving. It's fine. Don't worry about it. But Justin, you're just playing chords, right? <laughs> like simple chords. Yeah, just holding on an E minor or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I want to like Justin Bieber, but. It's hard. It's really hard. He Not, just seems like a, such a total poser. Yeah, I just don't really. I just try to. It's his take song. What was that song he had a while back? Lonely last year. How's it going? I'm so lonely. Wasn't that Justin Bieber? I don't know that song. Oh my god, that song drove me nuts. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just got a text message that said. There's a there's a decent sized knife in our mailbox. <laughs> you just got a text that says we have a decent sized knife in our mailbox. Ben put this knife in our mailbox, but I'm not sure. <laughs> like, I don't know. 
I'm going to pretend like I don't know. Is my neighbor said that he came home and there was a giant knife in our mailbox. Depends on what kind of knife. It's Gauge a, your level of It's It's like a long... Worry. It's like a long <laughs> bread knife. Serrated bread. Oh, you're good. Yo. Yo. Dude, my ex-girlfriend just came back to Korea from America. And, oh, yeah? And I've been like kind of scared that she was going to come back. You said there was a knife in our mailbox? Oh, yeah, there's a black knife in our mailbox. I didn't touch it because I didn't know who it was. I was kind of like, oh, that's weird. Like, Sarah told me about it, and then I just went out to the mart, and I came back, and like, fuck, yeah, man, there's a knife in our, in our mailbox. Oh, man, she's coming. J- Jennifer's coming for me. Oh, man. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, bro. I'm on a... <laughs> I'm on a... I'm on a... I was like, well, good luck, man. <laughs> <laughs> No, I actually totally forgot that we loaned our friend Ben a knife, and he actually just sent me a picture of that knife and was like, hey, man, left a knife in your mailbox. And I was like, what the fuck? Why? He's like, oh, I took it a long time ago. Yeah, it's just like, like Sarah was like, I hope nobody's like really excited to get their mail. And they just like reach in and just fucking pull out a knife, cut their fingers up. Yeah, what the fuck is Ben doing? Ben is from Australia, so he's raised. Yeah, that shit's shit's normal. Do you leave the handle out? Hand, always handle out. Yeah, I hope he left the handle out. Okay, bro. Well, if you if you like go downstairs, you can bring it back in just so the mailman doesn't get his fingers cut off. Yeah, for sure. But when I come when I come back from recording later, I'll I'll bring it in if you don't. All right, sounds good, man. All right, man. You're a great neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. No problem. <laughs> All right, bro. I'll talk to you later. Take it easy, buddy. I don't think I've ever met him. Isn't that funny? That's like, your neighbor? Yeah. <laughs> he just was a guy downstairs. I like We've him. We've never hung out before. He was cool about that. Yeah. He just texted me. There's a I'm a decent, fan. A decent sized knife <laughs> in our mailbox. <laughs> Any idea what's going on with that? I'm kind I of can confused. tell by the wording of that text that I like this person. Yeah. I like him too. He's got <laughs> nice, um, nice muscles. <laughs> Delts. Yeah. I've seen him in a tank top. You think we can get him over here for dinner? Get him wash a few dishes? You want to watch his delts shimmer? A little more soap. Yeah. <laughs> get it on there. This would be the only podcast of mine my neighbor ever listens to because I'm like, hey, man, you were on the podcast. And then we're just immediately <laughs> talking about trying to get him over here to smash. Over here to do the dishes so we can admire his arms. I, I like expanding my friend zone for sure. So bring him on in. Yeah. What did what did we f- forget to record in the beginning? Well, we were talking about how I'm a great house guest because I always bring, because I always do dishes. Yeah. And I was saying, yeah, some parents are overbearing and that fucks up their kids. Ah, uh, that's why we brought but it up. But some people are, just have fucked up kids, so they have to be overbearing. Yeah, I feel like without. We should we should give the context there because if someone's just going in dry, like man, Saul really held, really hates kids. Yeah, right, and that's so not true. No, in fact, I would. It was I, organically brought up. I would venture to say that I'm in 99th percentile in the world when it comes to men being good with kids. Yeah, I buy that. I am a fucking god. The fact kids. that you're still in Korea and you. You could be a teacher tomorrow. Easy. I mean, that's that puts you in the top ninety easily. Easy. Well, dude, I'm just, I just, I fucking love kids. 
Kids are cool. I love them. And they love me. The cutest kids in the world are, some of the cutest kids in the world are Korean kids. Korean kids call me cute all the time. <laughs> all the time. If I call them cute, no, you're cute. Do you ever get any shit for the tattoos? From this, from... From when I was a teacher? Yeah. From like parents or... No. I used to care about it back when I was like a full-time teacher back in the day. I always hid my tattoos. But now I'm so confident in my ability for to, you know, have kids comfortable and yeah. enjoy being around me to learn that if they see my tattoo and they tell their parents, I don't give a fuck. I was telling Jenny I want to get a few more tattoos. And I had this theory that, yes, tattoos are, there's like a, you know, people people have a personal reason why they get a tattoo. There's stories behind it. You know, it's it's part of that. It's also like uh, part of your identity, right? You're in a social group. Other people have tattoos. You have tattoos. And I'm not really in that scene, but I want to have tattoos because I want people to know that I'm just, I'm like cool with tattoos. So I just want to have a few tattoos so people, other people with tattoos you know that I'm cool tattoos? with tattoos. I do have, I do have one, but I got it when I was in college and, um, you know, you obviously can't see it. It's just on my upper arm, but you can't see it when I'm out and about. But I feel like tattoos are a good signal to other people that I'm, I'm kind of chill usually, yeah. or I'm more open or I'm okay with weird shit or I'm okay with like stepping outside the bounds of like normal you know, polo, cargo short wearing conversation. And it can mean like- And I not... want people to know that about me. Yeah. You know? They already know it. Yeah, but yeah, like when I walk into a room, right? I'm, this could be totally off. But if I walk into a room and I just have like a button down on and regular clothes, people probably go, that's just like a boring old white dude who has nothing interesting to I'm say. To look at and you. the conversation's never going to go anywhere interesting- and I'm not, this is a guy I'm not going to talk with about Cardi B and Justin Bieber and Free Will and Black Lives Matter. This is a dude who probably watches sports 99% of his day or Fox News, right? And I want people to know, I feel like tattoos are a good signal, right? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm down with some weird shit. Yeah. As like, that's a good, I know it's not totally right, but, um, that's why I want to get some more visible tattoos. I think I want I want more people should. to come up to me and and engage me. Is that why I'm getting engaged so much cuz I got so many tats? I don't know if it does that for everyone, but I feel like for someone who just looks kind of boring like me. You think you look boring? I th I feel like I, I I just look like basic boring white Your dude. Your beard's pretty sick. <laughs> the beard helps. Yes. If you weren't Yeah, that is if you didn't have your beard, I don't know what would yeah. be going on. You might look pretty just like a normal. If I, did, if I didn't have this beard and I just wore cargo shorts, right, and a polo. I would think that you had an 11-year-old kid. Yeah. And I That's would never weird. get Man, into never any weird shit. And we all need more weird shit in our lives. That's for sure. That's one of my tenets. One of my, one of my things. I'm gonna, if, I, if I do have kids, this is what I'm going to say to them. Embrace the weird. Weird is okay. Just, just bring it on. Be careful. You know, weird can jump up and bite you, but it's, yeah. 
the world needs that. If we didn't have any weirdness in the world, it would just and, suck. And a where lot. do you get the weird? You get the weird by doing your own thing. You get the weird yeah. by traveling. But also, don't be afraid of other people's weird shit. Yeah, that's what I'm you saying. Know? You get the weird by doing your own thing. You get the weird by traveling and doing other people in other places thing. <laughs> doing things. other people in other places. You know, oh, doing people in other places. Yeah, that happens too. And yeah, yeah you get sure. it by you get it by not judging other people. Yeah, that's and a big. So that's what comes that's out it. of it. You learn not to judge. You learn all these good values. And you know when when you start to realize when you go home with your first couple of tattoos, and you have like parents, friends who go, you know, somebody's going to see those tattoos one day and not give you a job, or yeah. oh, you know, you don't want that. job. You're not going to want that tattoo when you're old. <laughs> and then you go, well, why? Why not? Or why would I want to be around someone who would judge me because I decided yeah. to draw a picture on my arm? Yeah. And then they're like, ah, 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 because that's what everyone else thinks. <laughs> and then you go, oh, this is why yeah. it's kind of cool to have tattoos, to weed out the fucking, I shouldn't say, but to weed out the fucking squares. Yeah. Right? But, I mean, they're coming from a good place. They're trying to give you good advice. They're trying to give you advice. It's bad advice, but they're trying to give you advice. They're trying to... Maybe in so many ways, say to like just be don't overdo it, right? Maybe you could say don't, just don't, don't cover overdo it. every inch of your butt. Yeah, that's different than saying. You're but their impulse that. is to say. <laughs> think and, and think about it. Think about how much you can learn from. Don't someone. start with a face tattoo. I guess. Think about yeah. That's a good. That's good advice. That's different. <laughs> think about how much you can learn from somebody who thinks that it's worth their time to tell you what you should do with like your. Like sh your shoulder, yeah. You know what I mean. It, let's talk about whatever you were saying you wanted to talk about earlier. Free will, <laughs> fucking. You know, let's talk about some other shit. Get get your fucking mind off of my traps. I know they're shimmering when I'm doing <laughs> the dishes. You know what I mean. I know my triceps are out of control, and there's and maybe the man that I have drawn on it might be a distraction. But you gotta, you gotta. Keep, but there is something to be here. said for like. You know, you, you that's a mistake you can't really take back. You know, if you what, start smoking, you can always quit, right? Yeah. If you fuck around and get a DUI, you, you, I don't know. That's probably worse than a bad tattoo. But you can th think of tons of mistakes you can make in life that you can kind of get past and cover up. But a bad tattoo, that's exp that's an expensive mistake. How? I mean, you got paid. I got covered so up or... many bad tattoos, <laughs> and I don't give a fuck about any of them. What? Uh, and the second I start to means I'm going down the right, wrong path. You know what I mean? I don't think that I should ever find myself in any room where anybody judges me because I decided to get. What's a dumb tattoo I have? Yeah, what's a dumb tattoo you have? But this, this, this is part of you now, though. So you could also argue that it's part of your story. You know, it's it's important. I will. I will. I have a a parent's friend who comes over for a lot of holidays, and I bless her heart. I love her. But I remember one day she said, "Oh, you're gonna regret that when you're old and wrinkly." <laughs> and I said, "I said to her, Miss So and So, mm -hmm. that's like basically telling, like criticizing me about the shape of my nose at this point." Because I, unless I get this Ooh. covered up, you know, you're just like basically criticizing my appearance. Let's keep that for not Christmas Eve or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Keep it to your. She just self. didn't know what else to say. That's the thing. And she knows she's she's like older than you, and she has to say something. Yeah. You know. 
because none of the other adults in the room want to talk to her because her disposition is to criticize other people when she gets when she feels social anxiety. Oh, I'm not saying her. I'm just saying like that's people Oof. like that. Yeah, I know that trait. You yeah. know, I don't care how fucking um, shitty you are socially. I don't care. That's the only thing I don't like about people is ev- forever is the only thing I will say like, oh, that person, I, I don't like them is when I don't care if you're socially anxious. I don't care if you are uncomfortable. I don't care if you are not funny or you make shitty jokes or whatever it is. But if your natural disposition is to deal with your uncomfort by trying to bring other people down, mm. then you got no, then you can't be a part of the squad. Mm. Really? That's that's like the number one reaction to insecurity, right? Just try to, yeah, grab other people. That's not being an evolved And bring human. them down to yeah. your level. That's not being good. That's the definition for me of being a, a like a bad person. But that, that's like high school shit. That's, I mean, even before that, you start learning. That's someone who didn't have a very good kindergarten teacher. Yeah. You know, didn't have a good Miss Johnson to tell him Ms. what's right. Miss Bukowski. Miss Bukowski. Miss Dubois. You need to have someone to sit you down and go, hey, listen, I know you're embarrassed right now, but don't be an asshole. When I when I see kids do nice stuff to other kids, yeah, th- I just kids need to get praised for that. Out of them for that, yeah. You can yell at a kid all you want and tell them like, "Oh, don't do that! Don't do that! Don't do that!" All you gotta do is just tell them that they did something right. That is ten times more valuable, ten times more effective. Yeah, we need to get Jenny in here to give us the. Did you ever have a teacher low down when you were in educational st- style? Did your teachers in first grade or second grade have huge butts? And if they did have huge butts, yeah. do you think they were actually huge butts or just? huge butts to you because you were so small. I think it was probably <laughs> a combination of, of that and the style. Yeah. Even the pockets. The 90s jeans. Even the pockets at the time. Seemed... Big pockets, high waist. Yeah. I mean, even like maybe the material. That's coming back now though. And you're, and you're not a fan of that style, by the way. I just want to put that out there. Your first and second and third grade teachers, their butts were Huge. elevated. Also, they were they were they're ladies. They're women. Ladies. They're they're pushing forty, they're, late thirties. They're women. Women and men. We start to beef up a little bit when we get older. It's funny though. Like I'm now that age. I'm the age that I thought my parents always were. When I was young, now I just remember my mom. You? I'm 35. I just remember, like, whenever when I were when I was like from basically from like eighth grade to <laughs> I don't know college. Anytime someone would ask, no, maybe not college. From like eighth grade uh, till you know I graduated high school. Anytime someone would ask me how how old are your parents, I would just say like 35, yeah. 36. I had no idea, and now I'm that age. I think my age for that is 41, I think I always thought. The age that you thought adults were when so you were So how a kid. old were your parents when you had them? What? When you, <laughs> how old is your younger mother? <laughs> no, how, old, how old were your parents when they had you? Ooh, that's a good question. My mom's like, my mom's like uh, almost 60, I want to say. 
Oh, so see, that's why you think your parents are 35. She was pretty young. She was like, yeah, early 20s when she had me. Crazy. Mid-20s, yeah. So your mom is 59. Check this. Oh, my God. I think I just made a crazy discovery. Your mom is 59. Probably, yeah. Right around and, there. And I don't know her mom, exact birth year. And my mom is 64. And we are the same age. And you think that your parents are 35. And I think mine are... 41. 41. Yeah. Six. What? I think that's a just like a general thing that kids have. They don't, we don't understand But what age, difference? What difference? Really? What was the age difference with in which our parents had us? Six years. No? Yeah. So. Same. Yeah. 35 to 41. Yeah. So what I'm saying is maybe that's the, the magic number. It's like yeah. when you're, there's a certain age where we go, oh shit, our parents are people too. Yeah. How old are they right now? And yeah. then you stick with it. Yeah. And that's... There's an age where you start thinking about how old your parents are and understanding that that's a thing. Yeah. That they have an age and it goes up. And because my parents... <laughs> and had, it used to be lower. Yeah. yeah. No, and when my... No, and I'm saying because my parents were six years older than yours when yeah. they had me, yeah. my age, my, you know, average age that I thought my parents were... Yeah. ...was six years higher. Somebody should study that. I'm sure that... Vsauce. You ever watch Vsauce? Yeah. I'm sure there's an episode on Vsauce about that. So you're the youngest, right, in your family? No, I'm the oldest. You're the oldest? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm the oldest. So your parents were pretty old by the time they had your younger siblings. I guess, but I always thought that they were the young, like one of the, some of the younger ones. Isn't that weird? Yeah. And now, everybody doesn't have a kid until they're like... Yeah. My yeah. age, our yeah. age. Yeah. Yeah, but that has to have a limit, right? Parents keep getting older and older. Well, hopefully it'll just, like, humans will evolve. I'm planning on living to 150 minimum. Min? Min. That's the- 150. You mean that's the minimum bet here? This is how it works. I get to be, like, 75, right? And my liver starts to go. Boom. They come up with a cure for liver disease. It's happening. Right? I get a new liver, whatever, 3D printed. It's happening. Then, like, 10 years later, I start to get dementia- and like that year, they figure out the cure for dementia. And I just keep rolling like that until, I don't know, until I run out of parts. I think that that's the reason why some scientists believe the first person who will live to be 10,000 years old is already alive today. 10,000? People way smarter than us <laughs> believe that the first person I think who will live to be 10,000 years old is already alive right now. Baby. I would buy 300. I mean, that's insane, but I would buy it. I'm not a betting man, but I am. <laughs> and so I bet you. <laughs> so th what that means is that a one year, it could be a one year old, you know what I mean? But that in a hundred years, there might be yeah. the technology to basically cure anything. Yeah. We're almost there, dude. We're already almost there. It's going to be for rich, they're going to be really rich people. But that would be awful for society, right? Yeah. Yeah, people need. Yeah, people dying is like that's essential. Rich people, powerful people dying, particularly. I'll say this the same way Lex Friedman said it, but he's like, I hate bringing up this book, but Homo sapiens and and Homo Deus, those mm -hmm. books both talk about this. It's do they? I, mean, I didn't read the second one. That that's what mostly Homo Deus is about. Is like the we're gonna have like a, basically a whole new species of sapiens, and they're. 
going to be like a mix of like humans and gods. Yeah, you don't want to have a society where only some people can like enhance their genes or like, you know. Well, that's what it's. Make themselves significantly smarter. We're already in that. I don't know. What are designer babies are already being made, bro? Already. Yeah. And what is different? But you can't make them smarter. You can. Yes, you can, bro. You can go in. Really? Geneticists can say, oh, this, like, yeah, dude, you can totally design your babies. I mean, it's already, or, yeah, even just, like, changing anything is a huge step. Like, just making sure your your kid doesn't have, I don't know, the, the marker for Alzheimer's or well, some kind of cancer. That's the reason why there's no stopping it, that it's inevitable. It's because when, Is it? Okay. Yeah, that's the reason why they say it. I don't it's know like, if it is inevitable. Well, no, it, it is inevitable because we already can pinpoint those genes and we can set, you can go in with a couple who wants to have a kid and say, oh, well, we can take this gene this is the be- this is the do- like the donor that we should use for this blah yeah. blah and you can say you can pretty much make it sure that this kid won't get have down syndrome yeah right and so if you have that set up while we while we're there why don't we also make sure that they don't have a predisposition for yeah leukemia yeah or you know what i mean and where well, does and, it stop and while we're at it let's make them a little taller yeah yeah, make his eyesight really good. Exactly. That's a slippery and where fucking does it slope. Stop, you know what I mean? Because you, first of all, you can't stop something that people can make money off of. <laughs> and second of all, how are you going to stop a parent from m- making sure that their kids? So the answer is to get rid of capitalism. Don't win. I don't think there's an answer. I think that this money. is inevitable. Get ready for it. And s- sports are going to be crazy. Sports are going to be insane. I mean, we already have. Yeah, it's just a more extreme version of like the kid who gets three SAT prep teachers and like nails his SAT and gets into Harvard or whatever. Yeah, I actually or my has dad's, a parent who's already been there and you know. My dad's in. best friend, his all three of his kids got a perfect score in the SAT. Wow! The youngest kid got a sixteen hundred. The other one's got twenty. Is it twenty four hundred? The new one is twenty four hundred now. Oh really? What? Yeah, sounds like the AZT. There's like a writing t- a portion of it now that's worth 800. All three of this dude's kids, yeah, got, the per- got a perfect score on the SAT. Yeah. We so just if get rid guys of like that measure for for success, guys like that become sperm donors. But are they What's smarter? Yeah. I don't know. What do you mean? Yes. I, it IQ could just real. be that they took it five times and they had a coach and, you know. No, some people just cannot get a perfect score in this. You think so? Well, yeah, okay. There are definitely people who cannot get a perfect score, but I would say most people could get a perfect score if they if they studied hard I enough. I think that test The same is... thing with singing. Like you just practice. I don't You'll know. You'll get it. Trust about me. IQ. I don't know if that's Maybe true. not in the time constraint, but you can get an extension like if you if you ask for like, you know, certain uh, what do they call it? Like you say, you, you prove that you have a learning disability for whatever reason. You can get a time extension on your SAT or you can take it at home or whatever. No disrespect to my people out there with learning disabilities, but y'all ain't getting this perfect score on the SAT. I, I think it's easier than you think. It's been a while since you've taken it, right? Someone should do a YouTube challenge about this to <laughs> prove you wrong. All right, so me and St- me and my maybe not Steve perfect. Gonna... Let's say let's say you know ninety eight, ninety nine. Okay, fine. there's always the odd question I'm that's weird. Perfect. That's 
that test is designed. Isn't there an element of luck though as well? Yeah, but I think that there are enough questions that that gets weeded out and the probability of you getting a perfect score without a really high IQ is impossible. Hmm. It's, it's zero. There's definitely a minimum IQ, but I think it's it's lower than you think, the minimum IQ. But yeah, there are, I don't know, there's so the, many questions though, I would think it's more likely that you would at least get one wrong. So maybe, maybe, yeah. That's what I'm getting saying. Getting the perfect score. I think it's, I think it's a little bit of luck, you know, having like, a teacher, someone to train you to take this specific test and how to look at each question and know what's going to come. Like there are only certain, so many variations of a SAT question. It's like if you, if you've studied it and you know what's going to come and the only thing that's different is the content. It's a new test all the time, isn't it? Yeah. But the structure of the questions is always the same, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the reading comprehension. It's improbable the that the improbable will never will never occur. It's it's probable that the improbable will occur. That's for sure. There is some, in like parallel universe, or there is some possible way that I guess somebody could guess right on three, <laughs> on fucking four hundred multiple choice questions, whatever it is. But really, what what are the fucking odds? You know. But why could- Have you gotten a Royal Flush yet in cards? No. Okay, the odds of that happening are probably the same or less likely than somebody randomly guessing and getting every single question right on the SAT. I buy that. I'm just saying the average person who has like average intelligence, given enough practice and time studying and prepping for the SAT, should be able to get a, a perfect score. Why not? I'm an idiot, and I did okay at it without any practice or study at all. I don't think you're an idiot. I mean, I'm not. I have. I don't have a high IQ. And I don't even know what my IQ is. I'm just saying. I mean, the point is, the real point is that it, we shouldn't even have the, the SAT. Yeah. Right. And maybe they eliminated the chance of anyone getting a perfect score by accident when they added a writing element to it too. Right? Yeah, and the questions too. The questions are biased towards socioeconomics. Yeah, your stat, white whiteness. Yeah. You know, certain lifestyle. Yeah, how much does IQ matter? I don't know. One of my it matters a lot. One of my favorite podcasts. In what in what aspects of life? Yeah, if you want to be a you can a get hedge, a fu- hedge fund guy or whatever, like a quant at. Merrill Lynch or something. You can move Goldman up or down Sachs. in the scale of possibilities predetermined for you based on your IQ, but there it's it, there are certain jobs that you just can't do if you don't have a certain IQ. All that right. sounded like a rap. I could buy that. Yeah, you so, can't be an astronaut. Certain jobs that you just can't do if you don't <laughs> got you. <laughs> IQ. High IQ. High IQ. A, write that down. <laughs> we did. We just did. Oh, yeah. This is being recorded. Yeah. Um, did we you, say anything do you want to pour controversial? A bit, yeah, we did probably. Do you want to pour a little bit more wine or are we done? Yeah, I think we should wrap it up because it's right on time. Oh! Shut up. You just did that. No. The universe just... What was that sound? I got an email from Charles Schwab. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That was good. I had a blast. Thanks for having me on.